we're all here for a purpose. And something I heard recently, on a bad day, you're the best there is. I think we need to hold on to that in the world we're living in at the moment. Don't be discouraged about the situations you might find yourself in, what might have happened to you, both personally and professionally. The last couple of years have taken their toll on many of us. But remember, there's there's always a silver lining. There's always a route. There's always a path. And there's people like me that are more than happy to help you achieve your solution. We are here with Felicity Clue, and she was in our book called Beyond Limitations. Her chapter is called Guidance and Opportunity to Grow. Felicity's website is felicityann.com.au slash book offer. And we're going to be talking about pursuing those opportunities. And Felicity will be sharing with us the wisdom that she's learned from all of her ups and her downs. So Felicity, glad to be talking to you. Hello. Thank you for having me. I am glad to have you. I'm super excited to have you. So what is the problem that it's out there? What, where are people struggling? What are people not talking enough about? What's the solution? I think people are not sometimes realizing that they are actually unfulfilled in their careers because we tend to settle for what we have without looking to see what we can be and what we can achieve. I think people actually undersell themselves, particularly I noticed this in my profession and particularly with less experienced, less confident maybe, and sometimes younger people. Sometimes we just mooch along in our careers feeling vaguely disgruntled but don't really analyze why sometimes we're capable of a whole lot more some people are really lucky I was really lucky I was given a few good breaks by a few great managers who helped me achieve and see my own potential other people don't have that privilege so my goal is to help people decide if they really are content and if they are that's great But if not, what is it they want to do? Are they actually happy in their chosen career path? Or actually are they inwardly yearning for something different? Are they feeling stifled and frustrated by the glass ceiling in their career place? Are they a little afraid to challenge themselves and go further in their career? And is there a way that I can help them both practically and also perhaps personally, with confidence, with just some self-analysis to grow in that area. So it sounds like there there are two tracks, right? There's the track of, I have a plan and I have that mentor and I know where I want to go. And I'm in this career where I know that there are better things ahead and I'm moving up in the world. And then there's the track of I'm stuck, I'm blocked, I'm stifled. I'm just in the same position. I'm not excited. I'm not improving. I'm not progressing. Five years from now, 10 years from now might be exactly the way that it is today, which sounds really bleak and depressing. And you say that you have the secret and you yourself were able to have this mentor and you were able to break out of this problem. And so what profession were you in? What was your career? I'm a registered nurse and I was in registered nursing for about 38 years in total. And what you hear about with the medical profession is that it's when you get started, it seems like they, at least where I'm at, they want to weed you out. They want to work you really hard. They want to put you in long hours because it's not for everyone. And it seems like a really just stressful, 
thankless position and underpaid at first, at least from a layperson's perspective. And that's definitely true of medical profession and doctors. <clears throat> Nurses just stay underpaid. <laughs> Well, Korea, so we believe anyway. When I started out, I was really excited to go into nursing, lots of altruistic goals, which I haven't lost. And I see that in young graduates, but exactly what you said, it's full on, it's demanding. We're not always given all the resources and help we need to cope with what we're confronted with. And so we tend to just drift into a survival mode, particularly in the last couple of years. But I've seen this in other young people in other professions as well. People who might be doing something that they just feel is what they have to do to earn an income, but it brings them no joy. So they come home every day feeling so pleased to be home and out of it, but not feeling a sense of fulfillment or I did something with my day. So I've been working with people that I'm the nursing profession and people that are not and just trying to help them see what they really want to do in life. And some people that's really easy. Some people it's not. And I can imagine how a person can fall into that, right? It can be easy to get that first job out of school or move to a new town and say, I'll just get something for now. I'll just get where the money seems to be good, even though it's not my life pursuit I'll just, I'll show up, I'll get my paycheck and then years pass. And then you put down roots and you have bills and you have expenses. Yes. And then the next thing you know, you you're caught up in, in this job that you never really intended to be in for so many years, but now you're just stuck with it. And it's just, it seems to be your life now. And so what do your students say when they come to you? Like you said a little bit about how some of these people don't even know how bad or how just like dull their situation is it seems yeah <clears throat> for some it's been a sense of frustration and it's come out in conversation just I'm not I don't feel like I'm happy I don't feel like there's joy in life I don't feel like I'm actually contributing I'm thinking of one person who left school went to work in the bank because she needed to do something did that pretty well actually left that and became a PA to various people in various organizations and did that pretty well, but was never fulfilled, was never happy and actually didn't, although she did her job well, she didn't thrive because her attitude wasn't right at work. And so she struggled in the workplace. She then, we did lots of talking, like, what are you really interested in? What do you really want to do? And it came out that her big interest was in assisting people with birth and I said well, are you interested in midwifery but we knew she wouldn't achieve that academically because of the criteria she's become a doula and she assists mothers with birth at birth preparation birth and the first little time with their babies and does this both in home births and in hospital births and is just so ecstatic she set up her own website. She's done it all by herself because she's now flying, because she's doing what brings her joy. And she feels like she's bringing joy to other people. Although she was actually good at all the other things she was doing, it wasn't worth it for her. So that was sometimes people come and they basically, they're just, it's more a sense of frustration or questioning. And you just 
people need to just dig down into their own, probably their own souls and work out what it is they're actually aiming at, striving for, what really means a lot to what are their values intrinsically. Other people have come just expressing their frustration because they feel overlooked all the time. They just might not have the skills to sell themselves at interview. They might not know how to market themselves in an application. So when there's a role that they could potentially prove themselves in covering for somebody on leave or something like that, they're not given the opportunity. So it's to help them actually take that step and gain the personal confidence to actually go, I can do this. And these are the tools I need to prove to people what I actually am capable of. And that you're hearing a little bit about your method is interesting because it's not always a really drastic change, it seems like. Like you say that sometimes there's maybe someone is having, say, a, a midlife crisis or something else where they say, I've been in this profession for decades. I hate it. I want out of it. I wish I could help with the delivering of the babies. But you also say that sometimes it might be a matter of if you don't like the job that you're in, maybe you need to move up or you need to yeah. be, stay in the same profession, but get a similar job. And what's lacking is just your interview skills or, or your career skills, yeah. or you need to beef up your resume. So that's interesting that it's not a one size fits all solution. If the no. person says, right now, I just, I know I'm frustrated. I know I'm angry. I don't know why I need Felicity's help to, first of all, dig through and figure out what, what what's causing these feelings and then what position do I need to be in to solve this problem? But then there are a few paths that you could take to get in that position and might just be better interview skills. That's interesting. Yeah. It's like identify your goal, work hard if it's realistic, analyze if it really is your goal or the goal of everybody around you, for you, which can happen. And then basically map out a route to get it. And for everybody, that route might have different areas of need so for some people those practical skills are the big issue for other people it's the personal confidence I've interviewed people that I knew could really do the job because I had worked with them and after a really short interview where you've coaxed answers out of them and responses you end up having to give the job to somebody who's really skilled at selling themselves because They've out-interviewed the other person. And in some organizations, everything's on the interview. Interesting. You know? And you yeah. have to have people that are basically objective. So you can't always rely on the fact that you know this person because the people that are on the panel with you are your objective people with no bias. And you're making me think back to when when I was in similar situations like this, when they put me through whole rounds of interviews and there were just like different challenges. And the way you explained that, I think I was run, put, run through the ringer. Like they put me in like a group interview once and they put me in an interview with, I knew my boss, but I didn't know my boss's boss. So that was a little bit of a scary situation. And I feel like in these situations, they sometimes would throw these random unexpected technical questions yes. at me and <clears throat> yes. I would think on my feet and I, and I wouldn't just freeze but I think that looking back now maybe they were just seeing how I would react or if I knew enough to figure out an answer not necessarily if it was the right answer and you're making me think back to some little things like there were times when in some of these interview situations when 
I would make, I would have to make a little joke or like they would make a little joke and it would be like a little bit of like personal skills. And then there was even one time when I just got asked this question totally out of left field. And instead of just being wishy-washy about my answer, I just straight up said, I don't know. And so you're just making me think of just like all these little nuggets that there's, it's like hard to even do like a start to finish on it because it's a matter yes. of like, where are you at? What, what mistakes are you making or what do you think is lacking in, in your interview skills? And here are just a few kind of yeah. add-ins <clears throat> to fix your problem. And what are current practices in your field? So interview styles and techniques, even just obtaining a position has changed so much and is very dynamic. So it's helping people to keep track of what's happening in their area and what type of scrutiny they might be expecting. So what you what you experienced, the panel interview was very popular at one stage, sometimes role plays, sometimes people want you to just present yourself on a video. And that's really hard because you're not sure exactly what they're looking for. But to work that out and then try and address a strategy to achieve that to the best of your, and to reflect your best self is really probably what I'm trying to say. And so are there any, I know that there's different industries and like you said, things change, but are there any like tried and true principles, like best practices that always remain true? Because what, like what comes to mind is me and my friends, whenever we've had to apply for jobs, it's like a matter of sending out hundreds of applications, or you think in terms of some of these people that really have their careers dialed in, they change mm -hmm. jobs every one or two years. And there's just like these yeah. kind of like these approaches that are really mind-blowing and discouraging at first as, as far as the amount of work that is put in. But then you look at, okay, if this is what's required, if I need to, for example, if I know I'm, I'm applying for a full-time job and I know that I need to put that 40 hours a week into my applying for the jobs until I get the job, then that's like reassuring. So are there things along those lines, like, like guiding principles that have helped you and your students as far as here are some things to keep in mind when pursuing job, career, fulfillment, things like that? Definitely thorough preparation, which includes fact-finding. <clears throat> so you need to know what you're trying to achieve. You really need to know what, if it's a job you're going for, what the job is and what they're going to want from you. You're really going to have to understand the organization's values. So you need to be sure in your heart that you're the right fit to start with so that you don't waste time doing loads and loads of applications and interviews and preparation, whatever, when really it's not going to work for you anyway. So that's one of the things. When it is going to work for you, make sure that you're actually aligned in your mind. So really strong preparation research into the company, into its values, into how it works, into what it stands for, what's made, what its history is. In the example of a nurse, are you trying to apply for a position in a brand new hospital or one that's 100 years old, which comes with history and culture? What is the culture? And then it's, I think, honesty with yourself and with the people that you're trying to impress. So exactly what you did, if you don't know something, be honest, because I want to employ somebody who's both honest and has initiative. So you might give an answer like, I don't know, but I think this is what I would do. And part of what I used to say to people is, I want to employ someone who doesn't know everything, but knows how to find out the answers. 
and knows where to go and has the drive to actually do that, whatever it takes. I love so it. Those I, are I don't know, things. but I think blank. Yeah. And I think there's got to be someone and this must be the print and to know the principles of your field as well. So for example, in say nursing, you would know the basic principles and standards, you know, your legal requirements of nursing. They want to know that you will practice according to the law and that you will actually be able to guide other people in that way, that you'll be able to stand for your decisions and explain your rationales to both patients, visitors, and colleagues. That kind of thing. Think to, to do the research and the preparation so that you come prepared, not just about that particular interview, but about your role, what you have. Be sure that you know what you can offer. So self-analysis, self really, and that's part of what I look at in some of the webinars that I'm doing is just really analyzing what are my values and are my values the same as this. It's no good if your value is completely realistic, charity-minded to go and work for an organization that's driven by shareholder profits because you're not going to be fulfilled. And I imagine that sort of thing is not good or bad. It's just the right fit. Yeah, the right fit. We're all different which makes us all special. Great. What, what's floating around my head when, with you explaining that is how important it is to have curiosity. That way you can go and look up and do some of this, these researches about the company's values. And I was blown away the other day when I spoke to someone that said a lot of this is online. A lot of what kind of like humanitarian or giving back that some of these companies do, like they have pages and pages online. And I imagine that a lot of a uh, job applicant can bother to look that up. So there's the exactly. curiosity aspect. Yeah. Then there's like the empathy aspect, I guess you could say, which is a loaded word. But the way that uh, that I'm hearing from you saying is, what are they looking for? Like they they have this this job opening, they have this position, and they're looking for someone that, like you said, some examples in there about they play, they can play by the rules, or they 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 operate within what their profession is supposed to be, and they work well with others. So it, it, it kind of, that's helpful as far as not just telling that interviewer what they want to hear, but what are they really looking for as far as the problem that your position solves. Yeah. And then there's this other aspect that we keep touching on a little bit of the confidence, right? Confidence enough to know your worth, know what you can bring to this organization that they're, you're approaching. And so what is like a big problem with these students that you deal with? Is it the confidence issue? Are they all lacking a mat or do most of your people seem to be stuck? Confidence is a huge one. Just not believing that they have what it takes. And sometimes it's, I've noticed people have, let's say, a leaning towards a certain area and they're skilled in that area, but they haven't really recognized it yet for themselves. So I'm thinking particularly of someone who is incredibly multi-skilled. She's super bright and she actually studied nursing. She studied law. She was a lecturer at uni. She did all these things before she was much over 30 but was grouchy as can be all the time because she really wasn't happy and she thought she was leaning towards that. Then she tried it and it wasn't really what she wanted to do. Eventually we drilled it down to the fact that she wanted to be a manager. So she had the personal confidence, but she wasn't sure in which area she wanted to work or not. 
once she identified that she wanted to be a manager, she actually, we, we put her into a few different situations where she could grow different skills to make her a little bit more rounded. And she's now very content. She spoke to me the other night and she said, I'm really happy with what I'm doing now. And I thought, oh, I thought I'd never hear that. But it's, so this was someone who was confident in herself, knew what she was capable of, but was constantly frustrated because she just hadn't basically sat down and done her own self-analysis of what her real source of joy was. Yeah. But the confidence thing, I think, is something that is important because I think in the business world, in the professional world, it gets bashed out of people quite soon in many situations. You end up just feeling if you're not a supremely confident person to start with, you end up just feeling that you don't quite have what everybody else has. So you'll just do your little bit in your corner. And often that person has something amazing to offer in an area that they haven't been really challenged yet and haven't considered. So it's trying to see what their real interests are and then does that fit with their skills and actually can we work on that and then the confidence grows anyway. This is really cool to think about that some of these ideas about taking the inventory in general that I imagine many people have all these skills that you mentioned or have these things that they might even like to do but they just haven't taken the time to figure out what that list is or, yeah. or, or figure out like I enjoy this I, I don't enjoy that if I just enhance a few of my other skills, then I would be a really good fit for this really popular uh, yeah. position right here. <clears throat> and then what also comes to mind from some of your answers here is just that whole idea of being settling in and accept, accepting what's easier to do over many years and then just being stuck in, in your little corner. But then when you go in back and think about what your younger self embarked on doing yeah. and Back in the good old days, when you were so excited and anything was possible, what happened to that younger you? What happened to that person that started that that new career all those years ago? And maybe we need to get that magic spark back somehow yeah. from people like yeah. you. To find the younger you is actually quite exciting. And I've experienced going to work and coming home and thinking, I really like my job. And that's something I would wish for everybody. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be a grind. It doesn't, you don't have to no. fall into that stereotype of I'm looking forward to Friday or I'm looking forward yes. to that the end of the five o'clock clocking out and all that. You can have a job that you're excited to wake up and yeah. go to and <clears> then <throat> and come home and and feel good about what you did that day. And, and there's all kinds of professions like that, right? Where you're making a difference, you're changing the world, you enjoy your customers and your coworkers. We all want that. And so if we say, I know that Felicity is the person that I need to talk to at least to make take the next step, figure out what's possible, and maybe she can see some of the missing uh, skills and opportunities within me, what's the next step? What's your website? And how does someone start that conversation with you? You can contact me either by email or by my website. So I have an email address, which is quite easy, felicityann.com.au. So that's easy. And log on to the website that you said before, felicityann.com.au slash book offer will give you an opportunity to both read um, my book chapter, but also 
I've got some videos, three videos, just short ones that I've put out there just to give you an insight. And I'd love to hear from people. Okay. And so now is the time to go to that website and to tap into all of these attributes that Phyllis and I have been speaking about, especially that, that curiosity factor, right? When you're going to be changing your life and changing your career, you're going to have that curiosity anyway to say, what are the possibilities that maybe I haven't considered or can consider with Felicity's help? And then when you go and apply for some of these job opportunities, you'll have the curiosity of looking into these companies so that way you can increase your chances of getting to where you want to go and getting that job opportunity landed. But even before all that happens, there's the curiosity to go and see what you need to do to unlock your career and to dive into Felicity's short book and to get on her email list and to get some of those updates and those videos and that communication from her. So that way you can begin to change your life for the better. And it does not happen overnight, but if you've been stuck in the same situation for far too long, if you're frustrated and you're angry and you don't know why, but you know that something could be better, but you're not exactly sure how to get there, Felicity is the person to help you. So that link we mentioned is felicityann.com.au slash book offer. So go there now while it's still fresh on your mind. And as we are wrapping up our conversation here, Felicity, do you have any either final parting words of advice for us? Or do you have something that you feel like is missing from our conversation that you want to sneak in real quick? Anything come to mind? The main thing is we're all here for a purpose. And something I heard recently, on a bad day, you're the best there is. I think we need to hold on to that in the world we're living in at the moment. Don't be discouraged about the situations you might find yourself in, what might have happened to you, both personally and professionally. The last couple of years have taken their toll on many of us. But remember, there's there's always a silver lining. There's always a route. There's always a path. And there's people like me that are more than happy to help you achieve your solution. Fantastic. And if you are willing and ready to accept Felicity's help, the websites are beyondlimitationsbook.com. That's the book that Felicity is in. And then felicityand.com.au slash book offer to take that first step to accept her help. We will see you there. Felicityand.com dot au slash book offer and thank you felicity for showing up and having a great conversation today a nice job interview me. without the job thank you thank you <laughs>